Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word from March 16th, 2023. Listen, I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. And as I'm teaching the miracles, I pray that as we look at supernatural experience after supernatural experience, as we see manifestation after manifestation, that you would build up your faith to believe God on another level. The goal is for you to expand your capacity to believe God. Mark 9 and 23 says, all things are possible to him that believes. So if you don't believe something, it may not be possible for you. It's not that it's not possible. It's just not possible for you because you don't believe. Well, one of the ways for you to expand your capacity to believe God is through the teaching of the word. Yeah, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you tune into today's word on a regular basis, your faith is going to be built up and edified. I got it. But another way, probably a more effective way for your faith to be expanded is through experiences. Like you have to experience God. Uh, One of the persons that are watching right now, Clarice Burnett, when I gave my life to Christ, her her husband was my pastor in Kuwait. Uh, I gave my life to Christ August 27, 1995. And when I was in Kuwait and I just, I was brand new, newly born again, I went to the chaplain and I got these little books and they were like workbooks. And one of the workbooks that I got was a workbook called um, experiencing God. And so as I, as I read this workbook and as I read the Bible and you there were scriptures that you would have to read and then, you know, go through the workbook. But then the workbook told me that there were things that I needed to do. Like you have to experience God. You have to know God. Put in the chat. I experience God. Put in the chat, say, I get to know him through real life experiences. So we're going to deal with that today. Getting to know God through experiences. The title of today's message is experience based expansion. I want you to expand your capacity to believe God. How is it going to happen? It's going to happen through real life experiences. I'm about to deal with it. Open up your heart to receive. So we're going to get to know God through real life experiences. That's what we're dealing with today. So um, before we get into the the actual miracle itself, I'm dealing with uh, Psalms 126 and verse four. This is a scripture our church uh, is looking at and we're meditating on it all year. And it's a reminder that God wants us to be refreshed and restored in this season. I know that 2022 was a difficult year for many. I know that dating all the way back to the pandemic to now, people have gone through some difficult seasons. But even then, like I'm going to talk about these experiences, good or bad, should help you to build up your faith towards God. But if any area of your life went dry in this season, God is going to refresh it and drench you again. Let me read it. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. Whatever area of your life went dry in this past season, in the... Right now, in 2023, God is going to refresh you and restore you. You're going to get your passion back, your zeal back, your joy back. Say amen to that. All right, so let's go. Mark chapter 8, verses 1 through 21. This is a lot to cover, so we've been going through this for days. Yesterday, I dealt with establishing altars. I've already dealt with just having altars of remembrance and going back and tracing God and believing all of those things and looking back in order to look forward. Today, we're going to deal with experiences. So once again, this is what happened. Jesus fed 4,000 people, 
with seven loaves of bread. We know what he did with the 5,000. And so he fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread. The disciples were handing out the, the loaves and the, the bread was multiplying in their own hands. And when he was done, he had an encounter with the with the Pharisees that he didn't like. They asked him to perform a miracle on demand to prove. He was like, I have nothing to prove to you. He's frustrated. He says, forget these people. He gets into a boat. He's like, hey guys, let's go. The disciples get into the boat and they take off. And as they take off, one of them realizes that they only have one loaf of bread. And they're like, oh my God, what are we going to eat? <laughs> and so this is what Jesus said. Oh my God, this is Jesus like, why are you talking about having no bread? I, like, I first of all, I thank God for Jesus's patience with this team, but but I, I can see his frustration. He was like, listen, I, I, I just don't get it, guys. He brings his team together. Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see? Are you not able to understand? Do you have eyes and can't see? Do you have ears and can't hear? Oh my God. Like, remember what I did before when we didn't have enough bread? I took five loaves of bread. I took two fish and we fed 5,000 people. And when we did that, how many baskets of food did we have left over? They were like, 12 baskets. Okay, cool. Just now, like a few minutes ago, there were 4,000 people who were hungry and we took seven loaves of bread and fed them. And not only did everybody eat until they were full, but there was leftovers. How many baskets of food were left over? They said seven. They said, okay, so now do you remember these, these things that you still don't understand? It's like, you just experienced this like a few minutes ago and you don't understand. He was like, listen, your experiences with God are supposed to expand your capacity to believe him. I'm talking about experience-based expansion. So what does this mean for you today? I have four things to get through, so I need to get through it. Y'all ready? Four things. This is where I need you to lock in, rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Put in the chat, I thank God for my experiences. Here we go. Number one, God wants you to experience him, not just read about him. God wants you to experience him, not just read about him. You can't, listen, I've told you a gazillion times, you can't just know God in a book. I'm convinced that far too many Christians, they just know God on Sunday. That far too many Christians, they just know God through church. And, and the church is not the experience. To be clear, the church is not the experience. Like, I appreciate you going to, God, to church and, and having encounters with God in church, but that's not the experience. Like the church, let me use a football analogy. Uh, the church is the huddle. That The church is where you come to huddle, you learn about the plays, and then you're supposed to leave the church and go run the plays. Put in the chat, say, I'm going to run the plays. You need to come, the church is the huddle where you come learn the plays, but then you got to leave the church and go run the plays. So reading about God is one thing, but in order to live by faith, see, it's easy for you to experience God in church because we're all there. We're all believers. This environment has already been prayed over. You know, there's praise, there's worship and all of that. That's great. But what's going to happen when you leave? You have to go experience God. What's going to happen when you leave? You have to go experience what you read, what you heard about. Like hearing the, the preaching is great. But you have to go experience this thing. You can't just know God from a classroom setting. You got to go get hands-on. Like, you got to go get hands-on labs with God. Okay, let me say it even with today's word. Coming to today's word every morning, man, I watch this Hispanic dude every morning, man. He's so fired up. He has all this energy. He gets me fired up. That's cool. I'm going to teach you the Bible. I'm going to teach you about all of these things. I got it. But you still got to go run the place. All we're doing right now is huddling, right? You got to go. You got to go out there and make this thing happen. Godly experiences take your faith to another level. Humanity, let me say it this way. Humanity has a tendency. 
when you're going through something, humans have a tendency to bring God down to their level. So this is where they are, and they, they have this, this challenge that's so big, and, and they're like, oh, God, woe is me. What am I going to do? Humans have a tendency of trying to bring God down to their level so that they can understand God, so that they can comprehend a God that they can see and touch and taste and smell and all of that. And so they're trying to, to interact with this supernatural God who can do all things, but they're trying to do it from a human point of view. And so they're trying to bring God to their, down to their level. And God is like, no, that's not how faith works. Faith, the way faith works is I'm trying to bring you up to my level. Stop trying to bring me down to your level. I'm trying to bring you up to my level. I'm trying to get you to believe in a God who can do all things. I'm trying to get you to believe, to see the invisible, to believe me for the impossible. God is like, no, there's nothing I can't do. Stop trying to bring me down to your level. I'm trying to bring you up to my level. I'm trying to get you to see life from my perspective. I'm trying to get you to see life from my point of view. Stop looking at life from merely a human point of view. Put in the chat, I'm not a mere human. You're not a mere man. God is trying to get you to elevate your perspective and your understanding. The disciples were looking at life through a human point of view. Oh my God, we only got one loaf of bread. What are we going to do? Jesus like, oh, what is wrong with y'all? Like, I mean, we just went through this experience when we fed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves, the fishes and the loaves were multiplying in your own hands. Like, you know, you were breaking up the fish, giving it to somebody, and there was another piece of fish right there. Oh, snap. You were taking the piece of bread, breaking it off, giving it to somebody. When you come back, there's another piece of bread right there. And this stuff was multiplying in your own hands. You did that for the 5,000. You did that for the 4,000. How in the world can you not believe God for this one loaf? You have one loaf. There's 13 of us. The same God who did the 5,000, the same God who did the 4,000 can do this with us. You got to take your relationship with God personal. This can't be something you just read about. This can't be something you just, oh, I like to watch some Christian YouTube. No, it has to be something that is real to you. Your experiences with God must influence your expectations of God. Say amen to that. Your experiences with God have to influence your expectations from God. Number two, your past experiences with God are supposed to influence your future expectations of him. So, so when you go through experiences with God, put in the chat, say, I experience God. When you go through experiences with God, it's supposed to change what you expect of God because you're now learning that God is a God who can do all things. So Jesus was frustrated with his disciples as they were complaining about only having one loaf of bread for 13 people. The issue was that they could not believe. The issue was not, oh, we only have one loaf of bread. That's not what Jesus was upset. Jesus wasn't upset saying, hey, who was supposed to bring the bread? Hey, was it you, Thomas? Hey, was it you, Andrew? Why you didn't bring the bread? That's not why Jesus was upset. Jesus was upset that they didn't believe. Jesus was upset that they were looking at the situation from merely a human point of view, that, that they have gone through experiences with God and some way, somehow, their experiences with God was not resulting in a level of faith that was commensurate with the experience. Your experiences with God are supposed to help you to expand your capacity to believe him. One of the people that are watching right now, I'm not going to mention her name, but one of the people that are watching right now, we just had this conversation. She went through a, a challenging experience at work and and we, we believe God, like as a, as, a, as a community of believers, we gathered around, we set our faith in agreement and we prayed with her. And a few days later, the situation turned around 
And when I was talking to my pastor about it, Tony Brazelton, he said, she passed the test. So what happens is that God allows you to go through experiences so that you can know God, not just from a book. God allows you to go through experiences so that you can know him on another level. You got to know God in real life. Oh, put that in the chat. Say, I know God in real life. You got to know God through real life experiences. You can't just know God from reading about him in a book. You just can't know God from Sunday school. God wants you to believe him. God wants you to expect the supernatural. And watch this. God is not upset. God is not upset when you make a demand on him to do something supernatural. God is actually upset when you don't. Let me say that again. God is not upset when you make a demand on him for the supernatural. God, God is actually upset when you don't. So God is looking for you to not just read the Bible, but God is looking for you to turn the corner from information to application. Say this, put it in the chat. My learning turns into living. My learning is turning into living on a daily basis I'm having experiences with God. I'm having encounters with God of the God kind. And my encounters with God are causing me to believe God on a level that my reading never would. You got it? All right, number three, the Apostle Paul. Let me just use the Apostle Paul as an example. The Apostle Paul had encounters with God. He had experiences. He had encounters of the God kind, right? And so this is why a lot of believers quote Philippians 4 and 13, where the Apostle Paul said, I can do all things, say all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Put in the chat, I can do all things. I got it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How did Paul get to that point? How did Paul get to the point where he could say that with confidence, without a doubt? Philippians 4 and 13. How did he get there? Well, let me give you the context. This is what, I, this is what the apostle Paul said. Let me back up from verse 13 to verse 11. The apostle Paul said this. I have learned some things. Oh, okay. What did you learn, Paul? I've learned how to be content with whatever I have and with whatever happens. Guys, you, you, you don't know what I've been through. I've been in and out of prison. I've been shipwrecked three times. I've been beaten with stones. I've been beaten with sticks. One time I got bit by a poisonous snake, had to shake it off. I mean, like I've been through something. One time in the, one of the shipwrecks, I was in the open sea all night until the next day, like a movie. Like I've been through some stuff. I've been through some experiences and I've learned some stuff. What did you learn, Paul? He says, I've learned to be content with whatever I have and with whatever happens. Listen, I know what it's like to have much. I know what it's like to not have enough, right? I've, I've been in times of, of scarcity and I've been in times of prosperity. But here is the thing. I've learned a secret. What's the secret, Paul? I've learned how to live through every kind of situation. On the situations when I was hungry, on the situations where I had more than enough, uh, through the situations where I, I, I was challenged, through the situations where everything was going well, I learned a secret. What's the secret, Paul? I've learned that I can do all things through Christ because he gives me the strength to do whatever I have to do. Whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, I learned something. What did you learn? I 
learned I can do all things through Christ. Did you learn that in the book? No, I didn't. How did you learn it? I learned it in real life. I learned it through real life experiences. That's how I learned. I, I can't, he could never say what he said if he didn't experience God like he experienced God. Put in the chat, say, I'm willing to experience God. You got to be willing to go through some stuff. You got to be willing to, 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 listen, you can't know God in the power of the resurrection if you're not willing to know God in the fellowship of the sufferings. And so you got to know God through experiences. Say amen to that. The secret to Paul saying, I can do all things through Christ is because he went through some stuff. He learned some stuff. It didn't happen overnight, but he had real life experiences. So you should have real life experiences with God. You got to, this faith stuff, you got to try it. You got to put it into action. You, you know, the first time like Isabella and I, we sold a significancy. It was like, oh my God, babe, let's let's believe God. Let's give this amount of money. I want I want to give this amount of money away. Let's do this. Let's try this. Let's. I mean, like you got to know God through experiences in the Dominican Republic. When God says, listen, we want you to have a school. And the Lord kept showing Isabella this school. And as a matter of fact, uh, Isabella was in Africa, in Mozambique. And, and while she was in Mozambique, the, uh, there's a, a lady, Heidi Baker, and God spoke through this lady and she prophesied over Isabella and prophesied about the school. And, and Isabella drew a school and she drew a school that was like an L-shaped school and she drew it in Africa. And she came back, she was like, babe, I don't know. Like God just put this on my heart. I don't know how it's going to happen. And we go to the Dominican Republic and God says, I'm going to do it here. And we don't know how it's going to happen. And then God, one thing led to another and it, it was all experiences. And then God made a way for us to buy the property and the property is paid off in cash. And, and, and then God made a way for us to like find an architect. And the first architect, he gave us some drawings and it was really beautiful. And then I was like, oh man, I was excited. But Isabella said, I don't know. I don't like those drawings. And then that architect, he backed out of the deal. And then we got another architect and this architect came and he drew a school and it was L-shaped. And I didn't even, I had totally forgot about the L-shaped thing. And we was like, okay, yeah, this is it. These are the plans. And then the Lord says to Isabella, remember what I showed you in Africa? And then we went back. It was like, oh my God, this is what, and now the school is there. And it's just like he revealed it. But you got to know God through these experiences. You can't just know God in a book. You got to know God through real life experiences. Now the school is built. Now the church is built. Now we're finalizing things. These are all encounters with God. Put in the chat. Say, I have encounters with God. Encounters of the God kind. Say amen to that. Your learning must turn into living through encounters. Number four. I'm just, I, I keep driving this home and this is going to be the message for today. Last point for today. God must be experienced. You must experience God through real life encounters. It is unfortunate, but there are many believers today who go to church Sunday after Sunday, but they don't have experiences with God. Like, like they, they go to church Sunday after Sunday. They sing the songs. They know the songs. They go, they might sow a little seed, but they're not having encounters with God. The Bible is not a textbook to study. The the Bible is a life book to live. If you don't know God through experiences, I'm telling you, you really don't know God. You got to know God through experiences. Walking and living by faith is exciting. When you start to open up your heart to see the invisible, believe the impossible, attempt the improbable, man, that's how we, that's how you experience God on another level. If you, let me say it this way. If you never attempt anything that is beyond you, like, let me be clear about something. You can go to church for 40 years, 50 years, die and go to heaven and be someone who never encountered God. 
You can go to church and, and it would be a shame for you to walk with God for decades and never attempt anything that is beyond you. Like, like why would you get born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and, and then live a life that any human can live? Like, what's the point of that? Like, I mean, the life of faith is supposed to be like, God, I want to know you, man. I want to, Lord, oh, I thank God will give you a dream. You're like, oh my God, this is so big. How could it happen? I believe you can do it. And then he'll send you out there and you go, you have to, you, you might have to fill out a resume. You might have to fill out an application. You might have to go to a meeting. You're like, Lord, I'm not qualified, but I'm going to do it anyway. You got to know God through experiences. God calls you out there beyond your limits. Put in the chat, say no limits, no boundaries. Like you got to go to a point where I, I'm, I'm launching out. I'm believing God. I, I, I experienced this God of no limits. I experienced a God who can do all things. Jesus was upset with his disciples. Why? This is what Jesus wanted his disciples to say. Oh, snap. We only have one loaf of bread. Now, I don't know who was supposed to bring the bread, but we only have one loaf of bread. Doesn't matter. Watch this, guys. Guess what? Let's believe God right? The same God. Woo, glory. I, I feel God now. Jesus wanted his disciples to be like, this is an opportunity for the manifestation of God. This is an opportunity for an encounter with God. When we fed the 5,000, the need was in the crowd. When we fed the 4,000, the need was in the crowd. But now we're on this boat and it's just 13 of us. And so it's just us on the boat. Come on, guys. So it's not about the 5,000. It's not about the 4,000. It's only about us. We got one loaf of bread. Let's believe God to multiply this thing. Come on, man. Let's try this thing. As we prop, as we break off the bread, let's believe God for another piece of bread to just show up. Let's believe God for the experience. Let's try it. Like, you got to try this thing. You got to believe God. That You got to attempt it. You, you got to, listen, I remember the first time God wanted me to lay hands on somebody and, and, and believe God for healing. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Well, you got to try it. You got to say, when God gives you something to say, you got to say, you got to try it. You got to attempt it. You got to practice. You got to launch out. Listen, you got to know God through experiences. Jesus was upset because he wanted them to believe. He was like, I already know I believe. I can multiply the bread. Come on. That's nothing, man. You guys got to do it. It's not about me. It's about you. He, he wants you to experience him on that level. He was not pleased with the disciples. Listen, the Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. And so you want to please God, right? So let me be clear as I close. You should have a faith that expands through your experiences. So let me, here's the question. Will you please God today with your faith? Because your faith is on his level. Will you please God today with your faith? Or will you frustrate God like the disciples frustrated Jesus? with fear and doubt and unbelief. Let me say it again. Will you please God today? Answer me in the chat. Will you please God today with your faith? Or will you frustrate him with fear and doubt and unbelief because you only know God from a book? You can't just know God from a book. You have to know God through experiences. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Speak it by faith. These are words of faith from a believing heart. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. You made plans for me before the world began. And you are ready to manifest those plans in my life. This is where my experiences come in. You allow me to experience you in ways that are supernatural. And when I do, my experiences with you, Father, take my faith to another level. 
So reading about you and your power, that's one thing. But seeing you work in the life of someone else, that takes it to another level. But then experiencing you for myself takes me to a whole nother level. Father, I thank you for allowing me to experience you on a consistent basis. My experiences feed my faith and starve my doubts. Watch this. I've seen too much, been through too much, and experienced too much to doubt you now. I walk and live by faith, and I'm experiencing you every step of the way. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes, you get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, do me a favor. Go into the chat. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I like to read those comments. Expand your capacity to believe God. You got to know God through experiences. And then the second thing I want you to do is share the message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.